Hello. Dave here. Just a quick one before we start the show. Um, as always, we are running a number of fantasy leagues here at First and Ten, and we want you to be part of them. Um, we are raising money for Myeloma UK, and while there is absolutely no obligation to donate, uh, just you can say you can play our leagues with, for absolutely free. Anything you can do, we are so grateful for. Uh, myeloma is a form of blood cancer that is sadly incurable. Um, Say, so hopefully one day they can find a cure, but uh, anything you can give can help us work towards that cure. Say, so it's a disease that sadly affected my wife's mum, so it's close to our heart. Um, so yeah, as I say, anything you can give, I'm so grateful for. Um, what is more, anyone donating one pound or more will go into a draw to win a signed jersey. So, anyway, there's something in it for everyone. So, for a, a pound, you can win, yeah, a great signed jersey. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com slash fundraising slash fat ffb22. Um, say, if you can even spare 50p, I'll be so grateful to you. Um, so we have leagues from everything from Dynasty to Redraft Leagues with promotion and relegation um, to the Best Ball Cup that at the current time of recording has 30 leagues drafting. So, yeah, it's a pretty big competition. Um, so it's unlimited leagues and unlimited entries. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, just head over to our Twitter account. I say that's where you can find most of the uh, leagues. That is first and ten underscore or at first and ten underscore. Oh, our Facebook page, which is First and Ten, or you can drop me an email. That's Dave at FirstandTen.co.uk. Well, well, I hand over to the rest of the guys, maybe even me. A pair of jeans, a shirt or two. We didn't pack as if we weren't going back. It doesn't matter if it's true. I've got a feeling love will give us what we like. Is waiting up. The world is waiting half a step beyond our door. And if it's not enough, I wanna see the stuff the world has got in store. Uh, I wanna take it on and I'm falling. The cityscape by night, wanna catch in my photos. Where you go, every corner twice as bright. There'll be my treasures forever. When I can't hold you tight, I'll see the Stockholm lights, the Stockholm lights, the Stockholm lights. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first and ten season preview for the NFC West. I'm Ollie, your host, uh, and you might know me from the Big Blue, Big Blue podcast that uh, died a sad death a couple of years ago, unfortunately, much like the Giants do every year. So I guess it's fitting that way. Uh, I'm joined today by Ash, you might know from the Chargers podcast. Doing all right, Ash? Yeah, good. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, good. Thanks. And Dave, who is our star of First and Ten as a whole. You all right, Dave? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, just yeah. looking forward to talking about this division, to be fair. It's quite a good one. I mean, it's one of the better ones. Thanks for you know giving yeah. it to us. Yeah. Uh, st- start off with the Cardinals, shall we? Uh, just go alphabetically, I guess. Uh, big news out of the Cardinals camp. I, I guess it might not be news anymore. But um, the, the Kyler Murray new contracts, obviously massive contracts, not quite as big as the Sean Watson. But... Uh, you clearly need to do some extra curricula to get the few extra million. And um, it's obviously the big controversy with Kyle Murray's contract, this homework clause, 
um, <laughs> that's been added and since removed. Um, Ash, I've been led to believe you've been doing your homework. Uh, what do you think of it? Oh, it's a massive contract. I mean, you're talking about something that's so, <laughs> so big, it's ridiculous. But I mean, you talk like there, it's got a base salary, and you've got your signing bonus, and you obviously, and you've got your cap hits and dead caps, etc. So you, you go through the numbers, and really, to be honest, the the only potential out is 2028. So you're talking about a very, very long contract where there's no there's no real dead. I mean, you could probably say 2027 as well if you were pushed, but that's still a seven and a half it cap. So, and I mean, you see teams all the time get rid of people that are about 10, 11 if it's too much. But the before you're talking about 110 this, 97, 81 cap hit, dead cap. You. You, you're really locked into Kyler Murray. So you obviously really think that he's the real deal. I mean, if you said at the beginning, first six games of last season, he was he was up there for MVP candidate. And then it, I just don't know what happened. They just lost the plot and something didn't click. Something wasn't working. And he just started making fundamental errors. Um, it, it's, he's a funny one, Kyler Murray, because when he came out, I, I wasn't really sure. And I was thinking maybe they've moved on from Rosen too quickly and they've literally just jumped ship straight away. And is he going to be this number one pick? Is he going to be what they really hope he's going to be? And in fantasy terms and things like that, I mean, he's, he's, he's been very, very good. But there's still a little bit of me that thinks that now that he's got this contract, is it going to be one another QB that gets paid and then it just doesn't work out. I mean, we've seen it before with quite a few other quarterbacks when this happened to them and, and all of a sudden they've got this massive contract and then it's just got worse for the team and, and, and the player. So um, I, I, I reckon I'll probably, if you had to say that it's going to work out, I'd say that he, he'll be absolutely fine. But they have really, really tied themselves into it. And with the money you're talking you're going to be talking about a team now that's going to be looking for bargains because they signed this QB to such big money. Yeah, and I mean, you look at last season, they got off to such a quick start, as you said. It almost seemed to be the same old story of the NFL of people figuring the Cardinals out and how to stop them. And as a result, they were nowhere near as good in the second half of the season. Um, and it is worrying when you're giving this amount of money to a guy who supposedly doesn't do his homework. It's one of those things where, you know, it, 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 the bare minimum of four hours a week was a necessary implement for the contract, but then apparently not because now they've taken it out. And it's one of those things where it's, if, if it was a genuine problem, why are you not keeping it in there? Mm. And if it's not a problem, then why was it in there in the first place? First I can understand place, yeah. you want guarantees if you're giving a guy that much money that he will do certain things, but at the same time, you've just created a storm for yourself and for him. And it, it just is not a good look to, you know, be essentially bullied out of a contractual term by mm. fans on the internet. I think they're in a tough spot, really. Well, I mean, that to me, that clause suggests that they're not sure themselves, but when they sort of had to pay him, didn't they? They're in that, that's that thing we keep, QBs, you sort of have to pay them, whether you're sure or not. There's, it's it's so tough to to give up on someone that like Murray, who could be a top five QB. I like, I think a bit like Ash. I wasn't 100 sure on him coming out, um, and I'm still not sure on him now. But 
I mean, I just think they're in that spot where they can't say no. <laughs> they can't turn this. They can't look look elsewhere because I mean, what's the next option? I don't really know what the alternative is other than paying Murray. To be honest, yeah. Well, the, the the thing I think that QBs at the moment with all the contract situations going on with the QBs, I think what's what it's sort of entailed with the NFL is everyone that says NFL is not for long, but with these QB contracts that are coming out, these these teams are tying these QBs down for a long time with a lot of money and their potential outs like six, seven, five, six, seven years down the line where they're absolutely hemorrhaging money to these quarterbacks. So I can understand them paying him. Absolutely, I can understand them paying him. But the salary cap goes up every year and everything. I know COVID was different because they had everything, but because the caps go up and everything goes up and QBs, and other positions want to come out and then reset the market. And you always have, oh, they're paying now because in two years it's going to be double the amount of money. But you're going to have more money. Everything moves on anyway. So all these contracts that the teams are tying these QBs in for a long, long period of time, and they've got X, Y, and Z, loads of amounts of guarantees and stuff like that. If I was, I could, I, I know I can understand them paying him, but can would I give him that much money up until he's like 31 when the contract's up? I don't think Murray's going to be the sort of QB that's going to hang around until he's like late thirties anyway, because I just don't think his body's going to hold up. So now you're paying a QB. If even if he starts to look not like the QB was at 28, you still got, you're paying like, you're going to have like 40 millions worth of dead caps still for the last few years of his contract. So I can understand them paying him, but I just think this, we, we lose sight of, Oh, you've got to tie these QBs up because they, well, what can't you just pay him over a three-year period, loads of money, and then reassess it? And if you've got to pay him more money in three years, does it really matter? Because the caps are going up, and everything changes in the NFL all the time. So why are you trying to lock yourself into players where things can change so much? I, don't, I just don't get it. Why QBs? They 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 see QBs and they have to lock them in for like ten years, and oh, we have to get it sorted. We have to get it sorted. Where maybe they should just treat him just like any other position. Maybe yeah, the money's more, but try not to lock them in for the amount of years that they need to be. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's so difficult to find these guys who are capable of winning Super Bowls at quarterback. And obviously, the position is more important than any other position in sports in terms of for the team. Uh, they're almost sort of held at ransom by these guys. And, you know, and it's, and you don't get me wrong, it's, you know, nice to see these guys get paid for what they're worth, uh, especially, you know, when money's coming out of the pocket of the billionaire. But at the same time, it's when you're locking down the guy for that long, it's because they know, like Kyle Murray knows he's he's not going to be in the NFL for you know Tom Brady length of time. He knows that as the type of football that he plays, he's not going to have that long a career, and it's a case of locking down how much the most amount of money for the most amount of time, and the Cardinals have basically gone okay, fine because. You know, you don't want to be the team that let go of Kyler Murray and then took a guy in the top 10 next year and then uh, he's another Josh Rosen. I just no, think that you've seen, sorry, Dave. You've just seen it before, though. Like, they've paid they paid Wentz loads of money and then, it, and then it fell off a cliff. They paid Goff loads of money and it fell off a cliff. And if you said to me over them two seasons, you had Wentz, Wentz was MVP level, Goff got him to a Super Bowl, Murray's not done that. So they paid him way more than... Or, just as much as everybody else on on that sort of standard, but he's never really lived up to this. Oh my God, he's going to be X, Y, and Z. He's going to be this player. He's going to be that player. So 
I can understand you wanting to lock him in, but I just don't. I just get this fallacy of locking him in for long terms with quarterbacks. We haven't seen it. Lock him in if if we've seen him play like Patrick Mahomes. You've seen him play three Super Bowls and three championships. We haven't seen that from Murray. Why are you locking him in in massive contract for six six years when really you could lock him in for three, and it would be because you could franchise tag him, franchise tag him again, franchise tag him again, and it still wouldn't be the amount of money that they paid. And you still got him in for three years. So like, I, I just don't understand why this this fallacy of trying to lock QBs down because what else are you going to go to? Well, a lot's cha- loads changed. Like if you said that for I don't know, 2017 golf and then you said that about the 2020 golf, it was polar opposites. So you can never really judge a book by its cover unless you, I personally think you can see it for two or three years. And we haven't really seen that with Murray yet. I think what you said before, Ollie, is what drives a lot of decision-making in the NFL, that people are just scared that he's going to go somewhere else and do better or he's going to go somewhere else and be a success and then basically he'll always be the laughing stock to let him go. I think so much like NFL decision-making is just about fear of basically looking a bit stupid at times, you know? It's just so like risk-averse at all times where it's almost more of a risk doing this, but it's sort of seen as sort of the less risky option to just pay him and sort of get him locked down. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I just, I, I'm not sure on this move, but I, I see why they did it. But yeah, it's not, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure it works out for them really. Yeah, I guess it's sort of as a result of the Patrick Mahomes contract is, you know, the Chiefs locked him down for 10 years and and then every other quarterback goes, well, if you think of me, you know, yeah. it, it, as one of the top quarterbacks in the league, then keep me for that amount of time because that's how long I want to be paid for. And the, the team is sort of left without an option. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. It's it's always tough to deal with quarterbacks because, I mean, you get rid of him and what you're looking at next year, either drafting a rookie who's who you're not sure on, or I don't know, picking up what Kirk Cousins or someone like him and probably paying him similar money to what you're paying Murray anyway. I knew a lot of how much players like that get. So it's yeah, it's 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 not an easy solution, but yeah, I think I don't think this is necessarily great. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Split up in it really within two teams. You've got Cardinals, Rams are like now, and then you've got 49 and Seahawks that are like trying to build, get progressive with youngsters and X, Y, and Z. But I don't know with the Cardinals. I just think that I think they might have they've gone all in at a time where you're now competing against probably the best team in the NFL, and they're all in as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like who's it's like Man United's Man uh, Man City Liverpool. It's like who's who's the bigger dog in the, in in the division and I, don't, I really just don't see Cardinals competing with the Rams that much to be honest they're sort of all in without having necessarily the roster to back it up aren't they it's uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's not great as well yeah I mean it's you know all this over a guy who did like he said it's not a great quote of Colin Mary saying you know I'm not going to kill myself watching film is uh and then this comes out and it's and I can very well see a situation, especially with DeAndre Hopkins suspended for the first six games. With six games into the season, Carlo Murray's not playing well. There's no DeAndre Hopkins, and people are crying for his head on a spike. Is uh, it, it could I could very well see the season starting off like that. I mean, I don't think it'd be crazy to think King Kingsbury's gone, like so, next season. To be honest, I don't think he's like always done the best job there. I think he's had flashes, but. Definitely big question marks over him as well. Well, he's just had an extension as well, hasn't he? Uh, three years. Yeah, they got him done and they got the GM done before they got them two done before they got 
um, Kyler Murray done. So they're, they're locked in with these three guys as, as GM, coach and thingy. So it's, we're all going to be yeah. pointing at people or clapping them very, very soon, I think, at the end of the year if they've, yeah. if they've made the right calls on these. Yeah. They've all got their own question marks. It's not uh, not the great greatest spot to be in when yeah, probably three of the most important people in the, the whole organisation you're not 100% sure on. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's pretty much uh, everything for the Cardinals. Um, moving on to the reigning champions, not just the division, but of the entire league, the LA Rams. Stuff to, you know, concentrate to get that one right. Uh, the You know, reigning champions, are they going to do it again? I mean... Dave. I mean, it's... In our last episode, we talked about repeating in the NFC East, and I mean, it's a lot tougher to win a back-to-back Super Bowl, isn't it? But I mean, I, I think the NFC is weaker overall. So I think this time last year, we were looking at a much stronger conference. I think there's less contenders to actually just make the Super Bowl this year in that side. I mean, I think the AFC has just got stronger and stronger, and not the NFC is weak or anything, but it's not as strong as it was probably this time last year. But I mean, repeating is really hard. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot that has to go right, isn't there? Who's the last team that repeated, Dave? I mean, I, I, I don't need to say it, do I? Come on, we, we all know. <laughs> I mean, 04, 05 Patriots, so you're talking yeah. like... There's the, if you look at... If you just go through like what sort of teams had, there's, there's pretty good similarities, obviously, on what they had and what the teams had. So you can see them. And obviously, the coaching's, the coaching's A1. For, for the Rams. And, I mean, will Kevin, will Kevin O'Connell, as he's gone to Minnesota now, be much of a difference? I still think McVeigh is the driving force of that whole brigade. I think he builds them up. I think as a motivator, he's probably A1 as well. You're talking about a, a, um, a coach that got Goff and that team to the Super Bowl. And if you look at the team that they've got now, this team's world beaters compared to that team. So can they repeat? Well, they can definitely repeat the NFC West, and then can they compete and um, complete the NFC Championship game? Like you said, they they have there's not it's not as competitive as the AFC side. You're not going to come across you're going to come across a Brady that's played maybe twenty odd games. Is that Bucks team going to hold up? You've got like Dallas, and and you've got most of the the competition really is going to be coming from their own division. So they come out of that with the number one seed and. You, you could see him get into another Super Bowl, which is crazy to think of, but this team has definitely got everything it needs. It's not really lost anything from last year. The, probably the key player that they've lost the most, if I had to name one player, would be Whitworth, which is the left tackle. So if if we see Stafford start getting hit and, and there could be injuries, then all of a sudden we're talking about a completely different team. Yeah, and I mean, obviously also lost uh, Odo Beckham Jr., um, from you know an already stacked wide receiver group, but you know if if it does if he does get fit and it turns out the Rams want him back again, then who's going to stop that? It's, they're just um, they are. So, I mean that's the thing is that they're just so stacked with superstar and super on, on superstar, and that you get the criticism a lot of them, which is. They're too top heavy, you know. They're paying the guys who are the best guys on the team too much, and then not worrying about the rest of the roster enough. But when those guys are Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, then you can sort of get away with it, as they showed last year. They're a well-oiled machine oh, as well. Aren't they? They're just a well-oiled machine as well because McVeigh's just got them 
working. And like you said, all, all them star players, everyone feeds off of them because they turn up every week and do it. So you can just you can just tell that this team are it, with them star players and they're going to be a force in that NFC West for as long as them star players are playing to their top level. I think like like you see with the Patriots, I think when you've got all those players there, other players want to come and play them because they know that it's a great chance to win a ring and they'll take cheaper deals or just like one year sort of cut price things where where they can come in yeah say get that get that bit of glory before they go out or and I think we've seen with the Rams as well they're they're willing to make moves if they need to they don't mind going a bit short term if if they really need to do it and yeah I, I think they've got every chance I mean we're probably going to talk about their biggest contender for the for the conference in a minute but uh yeah they're, they're, they're such a strong team but they've got playmakers all over the field haven't they yeah, and it's you know one of those things where it's uh, th- like you just said they've uh, they've just added Bobby Wagner over the off season. It's one of those things. Uh, is he past it yet, or is he still going to contribute a lot to that team? It'll be interesting to see. And you know if he does, if he can bring some of that old form back, then uh, he's going to be great to watch. Yeah, I mean, and I think sometimes you get these players that. I mean, they go to this situation. They don't need to be the star anymore. They can just be a bit of a role player, and then they thrive again. They the, the pressure's off them a bit, and they can just sort of yeah, it's not such a difficult sort of role to play. But yeah, I, I, I like their chances. Yeah, speaking of uh, role players, the 49ers next team. Uh, they've they've got a role player at quarterback they're trying to get rid of at the moment. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been offered around the league for a trade. No one seems to want him, um, including the Niners, because they are—they seem to be set on going on with Trey Lance. Uh, Ash, what do you reckon the 2022 season looks like with Trey Lance as the 49ers quarterback? I mean, I think it's going to be a lot more of the Shanahan mould of what he wants. Obviously, like his time in Washington and bits and pieces, and obviously he's had he's had spells where he's had a bit of a more a mobile quarterback. I mean, you could tell that the, I think that the Super Bowl game where they lost it to the Chiefs, you could tell that that was the realisation that Garoppolo wasn't going to be the guy. Um, so they went all in, obviously, for Lance. And they've they've said that they're going to make him the QB1 this year. Obviously, this this is a, an offence that was ranked seventh last year anyway. And obviously, Debo came kind of out of nowhere in some respects where everyone was thinking, oh, it's going to be Ayuk and they're still going to funnel things through Kittle. But he's always had a great run game, Shanahan. And if all of these guys stay fit and Lance is what they say he's going to be, because, I mean, the fantasy community have been saying that this guy is going to be a top seven pick, top eight pick fantasy QB. Can we expect good things from him? His rushing side is is immense um, and he's got a great deep, uh, deep ball. So if they can, if they can just... If everything's if everyone stays healthy on this team, they have got a shot to be the number one ranked offense in yards and points, just because of the amount of ways that they can kill you with three or four running backs, the with Kittle, with Ayuk, and with Debo, with Lance as well on his legs and throwing. And then they've got Danny Gray in the third that's complete speedster as a vertical threat. So it's not beyond the realms of being the number one. You talk about Dallas being the number one ranked offense last year. Dak didn't have, he was great, but he wasn't amazing. So you're talking about is Lance an upgrade over 
Jimmy Garoppolo as a dynamic threat, absolutely 100%. Can he be more a better completion percentage? Probably, because Garoppolo was tailing off quite a lot. So they don't have to make a huge jump to be the number one ranked offense. It's just that they're in a division, obviously, with some heavy hitters. So can this defense compete against that? It should be a, there should be a really, really fun team to watch this year, 49ers. I'm really looking forward to seeing what we... I, I like Lance when he was coming out. I think he was going to be a good player. I think he felt to the right place. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how San Francisco are going to look this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm, re- I'm really excited to see what they are because I think they're sort of quite unknown, really. Because I think Lance, even when he came out, they were still they were still pretty untested, wasn't it? It wasn't like he played loads of games coming out. I think he played one played year, Dave. Exactly, yeah. Out. So it's, I think some people are sort of like, especially when we talk fancy, like before, like you said before, like I think some people are like all in on him. It feels like there's definitely some people where I listen to and read and stuff that they're all in on Lance. I think there's more of a risk that. He does bust than some are giving him credit for, but as I said before, I don't think it's got it's got to be incredible to be an upgrade. And I mean, I'm never gonna slander Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, love the man, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think it has to be amazing to take that team to another level. I think uh, as, as you said before, the, the weapons they've got there. I mean, the run game with Shanahan's always good, isn't it? So they'll always find a way of doing something. Even if he isn't great, they, they will find a way of having some offense. And I mean, it's going to be players like Kittle if he can get back to, if he can be healthy this year. Because he obviously, he was, he was so much time last year. If he can be healthy, say, Oyuk's another year older. Debo just got his new contract and another year on. A lot of their players are sort of coming into that right time, aren't they? Where, I mean, if they're going to be good, it could be now. And, I mean, the defense has obviously got so many good players on that as well. So, I mean, they they easily could be the biggest con, uh, biggest sort of contender in the NFC to the Rams. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be you know one of the best situations for a guy coming in to start as a quarterback in his first year. I mean, you think of you know Patrick Mahomes, that Prescott. It's like considering the weapons, the offense. Obviously, Shanahan has proven at this point. That he that if there's one thing he knows, it's how to run an offense, and you've you've got Debo Samuel now locked up for three years, twenty five million a year, pretty much. Um, you've got George Kittle in there; he's also you know locked up until twenty twenty five at least, and um, and and just it's like you said, it it could be one of the best offenses in the league. I think it would be if if they were to be number one, I think he would need to be very good just because it's his first year and it's one of those things where it's he's coming in first year and the nfl as we've seen in the past is just a completely different pace for these new quarterbacks obviously he's had a couple of years backing up garoppolo so hopefully he'll come in ready for him but we'll have to wait and see i guess yeah yeah i mean sorry dave i mean if you look at stack stats last year, I just pulled them up now. He had 4,400 yards, 37 TDs, 10, uh, 10 interceptions, but he only had 140 yards on the ground and one TD. So when I'm talking about number one ranked offense in regards to him being them competing for the division, I think it's going to be very hard just because I think that when you come into battles against the Rams and the battles against the Cardinals, it's going to be, especially with the Cardinals, it's going to be, very QB related. And I think that the 49ers D could have the upper hand, but when you're coming against a team like the Rams, where they've got, they're so well balanced, it's going to be a case of 
I can't really see how the 49ers going to compete there. But if you just look at what the QB stats were for Dak and then say, could Lance get somewhere close? I mean, if you're talking about 4,400 or 4,500 combined, because that is his, with his rushing as well, you, I can see because of Lance's legs, you can see somewhere where it could be up to 800 yards on his legs. And then you're talking about only something like 3,005, 3,002, something like that. And then if you talk about the combined touchdowns, 37, even if you say it's 20 and then say eight on the ground, you're not that far away because obviously Dallas had a lot of weapons, but so San Francisco. So I can see them and they were seventh last year anyway. Let's not take, let's say, it's not like they're going from uh, the number 28 ranked offense. They're going from number seven with Garoppolo at the helm. So you're talking about, even if there's an upgrade at quarterback, you're talking about a top five offense quite comfortably so to them to be the one obviously everything would have to go perfectly for them but it's not out the realms of the possibilities for them to be the number one ranked offense in points and um uh yards per game yeah i mean you just look at last year it's it's almost strange to think that they were in the nfc championship game because you just in, in my head they just uh like they weren't one of those teams until right yeah. at the end and then they yeah had a couple of upsets and made it there. And, you know, they're a very good team. They absolutely deserve to be there, but it's just, uh, you know, you sort of got to get your head around. They were actually there and it's not necessarily that far to go until they can compete again. I mean, they had a lot of injuries last year as well. So, like, if they can just get a bit more luck on that yeah. side, then, yeah, they've got every chance, Say eh? That defensive line is still incredible. There's so many players there that can just wreck a game. So even if the offense isn't incredible, I mean the defense can still be right up there as well. Yeah, I mean when you load up your defensive line with uh, full of uh, first round picks, it's it, it feels like a relatively short tactic uh, as the 49ers have proved. Uh, moving on to Seahawks, uh, again, well, so they're certainly you would think not going to be contending this year. Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Whichever one of them starts, um, it was it, obviously Pete Carroll staying on. He seems to have won his power struggle with Russell Wilson, um, and now he's been gifted with these two quarterbacks. Who, you know, maybe they could do something. Uh, Dave, you fancy them? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, to me, it seems a weird, almost weird that Carroll didn't just go out last year. It seems a quite an, a good time to go because. I mean, they're in rebuild mode now. It's I don't really know why at his, this stage of his career, I don't really know why he'd particularly want to do that. Um, I mean, they, they look just so far away from every other team in this division, don't they? They're, I mean, surely they're a contender for the number one pick with, I mean, Frank Drew. Like, I, I didn't like Drew Lock much coming out. <laughs> um, I don't really like him much. What are we, three years in now? It's, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be Lock at quarterback, but... I don't think it really matters too much, but I mean, they've got weapons there. That's the thing, they've got weapons, but I mean, whether they can actually get the ball to him is another question. But... Yeah, they're, they're, the QB stats, weirdly, are quite comparable between the two. So, I mean, Drew, Drew Locke's best ever season was 2,900 yards, and that was over 13 games, but it was 16 TDs and 15 INTs. And then if you go to Geno Smith's, his, his best year really was with the Jets over the 14, 14 games. Weirdly, it's a roughly about the same year. 13 game starts is the same. 
and it's 2,500 yards and the TDs are 13, the interceptions are 13. So they're so comparable as, as, as decision makers really at that QB position. So you, your worry is that it's just going to be such a sort of like up and down sort of roller coaster with these two quarterbacks. I don't know if they're going to have much stability. I, I would keep an eye, to be honest, on them trading in season or like you said, just folding after the season and just going all in for like having one of them high picks into for the next year's QBs. Cause I think like you said, it's they're in complete rebuild mode really with, with, with what they've got roster wise. I think that they made a couple of nice additions. I really like Charles cross addition. And obviously the, the running back Kenneth Murray, I think he's going to be really good this year, which hopefully they'll filter a lot of stuff through, but they're still massively, massively behind the other three teams in this division. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the, those two quarterbacks. I think no matter who wins that training camp, quote-unquote quote, 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 battle, um, I don't think either of them starting 17 games this season. I think whether it's, you know, Garoppolo ends up getting cut and they pick him up because, you know, I don't see a trade happening between Niners and the Seahawks. Um, or they just end up uh, trading for someone else. I, I, I don't know, maybe... Washington see them fall apart and Wentz becomes available. Who knows? Um, but Donald. yeah, I don't see. Sorry? Or a Donald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. He, yeah. He, I mean, that's another one where it's uh, it a battle and training camp for who yeah. can lead the team to seven and nine. It's a real yeah. interesting listening for Seahawks fans, this, isn't it? <laughs> like all these, all these quarterbacks they could get. Oof, I yeah. mean, you're going from Russell Wilson though to yeah. this, so for them it's going to be it's, it is like the world's ended really because like they've been very competitive in that division for a while. They've obviously come out of it with a Super Bowl as well, but it's it is really like is when like Man United lost Fergie it's kind of like well it's, this is an end of an era now. So it is what are we going to do now? And making sure you you do the right. You, you make the right decisions at the right time and, and the rebuild doesn't solely creep into like what the Lions had and yeah. what, what other teams have had, like the Bills, for example, that they, they just don't make the playoffs for a long, long, long time, especially with the division that they're in. They've got they've got the Rams that will always win now. You've got Murray that's locked up for a few years. You've got Lance and if he takes off, the, so they're going to have to make the right decisions very, very quickly or otherwise they could spiral and it could be 10 years and we might not see him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you've got DK Metcalf, you know, one of four receivers who's just signed a massive contract. Um, and no one to throw on the ball, really. It's a bit of a sorry state. But I guess, you know, maybe you get a few Wildcats going. Uh, just uh, just hand the ball off to DK Metcalf and let him run. See what happens. Yeah, and sounds, so, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be great to watch. Just like if, if he wants to, you know, get some practice in for his uh, potential track career, then uh, just give him the ball and let him run. and Let's see what he can do. I think they'd be massively run heavy this year. I think they're, they're going to use, obviously Carson retired now with his neck injury, but I think they're going to spend in the second round pick on, on Walker. I think that they're just going to be, Penny and Walker is going to be, it's going to be like Kareem Hunt and Chubb, I think. I think it's going to be, they're going to be so, so run-orientated that that's the only really way they can stay competitive is take the ball out of the opposition's hands uh, and and use their best aspects, which unfortunately you could say Metcalf is one of them. But like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they use some sort of wildcat formation. They use the deep ball because 
Gino Smith and Locke, although they're very inconsistent on short intermediates, they have got a half-decent deep ball, both of them. So maybe that's their game plan this year is run, 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 uh, play action, deep ball, something similar to very much how the Tennessee Titans have been doing it the last few years, where Tannehill's not exactly the greatest QBs, but they rely heavily on Henry to open up that, that sort of passing game for them. Yeah, I mean, the question there then is, uh, you know, when they're 20 points down off the first quarter, what happens then? Do they, do they, do they, do they change tackle or just go, Drew Locke is not going to get us there any quicker than the run game? So we'll yeah. just uh, I mean, stick with Maybe for fantasy, at. they'll be like the old the Bortles Jags where just so much garbage <laughs> yeah. time that they actually end up being like really good fantasy players, all of them. But yeah, absolutely garbage in real life. That's why it's called garbage time. Yeah, and uh, so I think that just about wraps it up. Unless uh, anyone's got anything to add, no, no, I think it's quite an interesting division, though. I mean, yeah, uh, especially after you know coming from the NFC East, it's much more. There, there is much more to talk about with each team. Uh, yeah. j- just in terms of what they could do, as opposed to yeah, they're not going to be great this year. So who cares? Yeah. So yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, hope to see you again soon. A pair of jeans, a shirt or two. We didn't pack as if we weren't going back. It doesn't matter if it's true. I've got a feeling love will give us what we like. The world is waiting up. Waiting half a step beyond our door And if it's not enough